Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast where leaders come together to grow and get better. I'm your host, Fred Fitzgiles, and I'm so ready to make a difference and an impact in the lives of our listeners. We believe that before you can lead others, you must first lead yourself. So on this podcast, we focus on self-leadership. Um, I'm excited today. I have, this is a special, special guest that I have on. He's not only uh, an incredible businessman in the financial industry, uh, he's a great father, he's a great grandfather. We have so many things that are similar to us as well, uh, but he's, a, he's, he's also a, a, a military uh, man. Uh, he's, he's also a man that uh, I, I believe that when, when, when you look for somebody with integrity and character, and also a little bit of grit, and but but also wraps all, all that up with love and integrity. I can't think of anybody else but my brother Gregory Ash. So welcome to the show, Greg. Hey man, I appreciate it, Fred. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good morning to you. Good and morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, I've been it's a long time coming. Man. I've been I said, I'm, I'm gonna get Greg on this show, man. My man, he support me. I'm telling you, and I li- I just love you for 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 who you are, man. So for those who don't know, I got people all over the world right now. Um, tell them a little bit about Gregory Ash. A little bit about your background, where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Um, youngest of five, man, born up in there in Goddamnbury, Connecticut, man. Um, the projects. Uh, my mom made me go to a certain school to avoid certain kids, and uh, military was an option. Mm. Actually, was the only option. <laughs> right, look. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, so I joined the Navy. I only did four years, but I got to travel the world. Um, it was actually an opportunity to get out of the project because once I came back, I never. Once I came back to Connecticut, I never had to go back yeah, into the yeah. projects, you know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I got married at a young age, you know, I uh, had kids at a young age. Um, yeah. But uh, again, growing up, you know, as a man of faith, you know, um, had the opportunity to try to instill some some uh, God fearing beliefs into my children. Mm-hmm. So that helped a lot in, in some of my raising of my children and, and trying to be married yeah. it, it was extremely difficult as a child yeah. or as a young man should i say yeah um i always knew if, if i was going to pull this off that was my only shot realistically yeah. you know and um but anyway yeah so uh yeah that's a little bit about my background you know um again youngest of five you know yeah you're the oldest you just said you're the youngest right youngest wow man yes, let me ask you this you're the youngest of five what kind of pressure was that on you, man? Because I think I think you got probably got blamed for everything, didn't you? Man, Fred, I have I have I always tell people because there was such a big gap between me and my siblings, right? Mm-hmm. As me being the youngest, it was like I had five moms. Oh, gotcha. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Right, 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 so, right, right. So I, yeah, at one point all, all girls. Know, Nah, three three girls. No, excuse me, two girls and two boys. Two. Oh my goodness! Of course, my mom. Man, oh my yeah. goodness! Wow. So I'm, I was thankful for that, man, because you know, at the end of the day, somebody was jacking me up. Or yeah, me upside <laughs> exactly. the head. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it kind of shaped you. So if you were that ball of clay, you you was always getting shaped <laughs> and beat up and heat up. And broken yeah, and, ru- and all over again, huh? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, wow, man. wow. Who was your biggest influence when you were younger, man? Yeah. Um. Well, for one, my mom. My mom. Um. My mom was my love of my life. My mom was um. I definitely 
person I looked up to, um, you know, and um, yeah, me and my mom, I guess, because I was the youngest, we always had a strong relationship as a kid. I used to, everywhere she went, I went. Okay. And um, so we traveled the country together when I was a wow. kid. Wow. But, um, you know, my mom was a, a civil rights activist. Oh. And uh, so she uh, instilled in me, regardless of what we have, you know, what can you do for somebody else? How can you help somebody else? Share with somebody else, you know, reach out to somebody else. And you wouldn't know that. Mm. that we were poor, right? <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. So my mom, I would say, was definitely my biggest influence growing up. Wow. Probably, you know, around age 12, I got introduced to a guidance counselor. Uh, this guy, you know, he had a way of making me feel like a champion, you know, mm. and uh, making me feel like I could do anything, right. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, every time I saw him, he just gave me a big smile and started talking like, you know, it was crazy. Just wow. uh, so I would say um, a guidance counselor as, as a kid um, and my mom, you know, by far were my two biggest influences Influence. growing up. Okay. And what, what's, what, what, yeah. what are three things that 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 you learned from your mom that has shaped you in your fatherhood that you kind of revert back to that was important to you? Wow. Um, three things I learned from my mom that shaped me as a father. Um, realistically, uh, love was love was unconditional, you know, and, and the thing is, sometimes when I when I went astray and, and I kind of, you know, found myself trying to be grown, you yeah. know, um, you know, uh, she she always loved me, you know, when I needed mm -hmm. the discipline, it was there. But there was times where I would feel bad and, you know, um, I don't know, let's say I was coming off a of punishment or something and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. my mom would you know, still have, have, punishments make me, like have a way about making kids? me feel real good. Right. Did you, when you said punishments, I want to put a pin there right. real quick. When you, did you have the kind of punishment that these kids have today where it lasts a day or did you have the kind of punishments I had where it was first market period to the last market period? <laughs> I guess it depends on what it was, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, man. So, uh, it was, <laughs> um, yeah, that was circumstantial, man, because yeah, no, no, like, uh, until you got it right. Yeah. It was definitely, uh, a, a little more longstanding, you know, and, um, <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, yeah. So, so three things I learned from my mom, man, was, um, you know, to be able to make, make that correction, you know, but at the same time, always, you know, uh, to let you know you're loved, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The other thing was um, to be a community activist, to be to be known in the community for trying to give back to others, you know? And, okay. um, uh, and the interesting thing is, man, um, even though I tried that as a young age, you know, I, I even did Special Olympics volunteering. I, I did a bunch of different roles volunteering. Okay. Um, so I always wanted to give back to the community. Sometimes, you know, I guess I thought it was a free ride. If, if I gave to the community, the community would be receiving of me. Huh. And that's, not, that's not always the case. That was always you know? the case. Gotcha. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was always a philanthropist, always a donor, you know, and I got that from my mom. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, so, so yeah, so one thing I've learned is, you know, to be involved in the community and be able to try to give as much as you can, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, when you can.
Yeah. It wasn't always about the money. That's a great quality, man. Um, And, you know, we have to make money. Of course, money is a tool. I as well. So it's amazing how we chase things. But I I think, you know, I I love the fact that you said that your mom is still love, which 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 definitely, you know, is the answer for everything. Good, bad or indifferent on how to deal with things, especially when you deal with a crisis or whether it's with your kids or uh, whatever. And it's interesting. I have never knew about it, about just as far as the civil rights piece. Um, do, do what she was yeah. involved in, do you see a parallel to where the things are at now for the civil rights thing? Have you, have you seen, do you feel that it has gotten better or worse as far as people? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say things of, um, if right, honestly, to, in my opinion is that they're the same. You know, okay. the, the, the knowledge, the awareness has gotten better. The, the exposure has gotten better, you know, uh, due to our times. Uh, but a lot of things are the same, man. I know we've done, you know, um, I don't know. We, I just feel like, you know, we've, we've, we've made steps. I, you yeah. know, I, I, let me back up. I shouldn't say that things are the same because they're certainly not. Right, right, you, know, right, you can right. walk into a bank nowadays and, and yeah. see, you know, a Latino lady, an African-American male, you know, yeah. Um, um, so it's um, yeah. So things have gotten better, but we've okay. made small steps. You would think. Yeah. Fifty years from you know, in fifty years, sixty years, we'd be a lot further ahead. Yeah. So we've moved along. We're a little ahead, but um, yeah, not where we should be. Yeah, so yeah. Let me be yeah. clear on that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, it, it helps me because I think that the society that we live in, yeah. yes. Um, 50 years ago, we were going through that. But I think that any step forward is a great step because it's been 400, 600, 800 years, you know, for it to really. And so, um, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely glad you mentioned that. So, uh, what was your biggest aspiration as a young person, whether it's in middle school, high school? What did you want to be? Um, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? What kind of what kind of dreams and goals did you have? Um, that's interesting. Uh, interesting question. Um, I never necessarily saw myself as an entrepreneur. Okay. You know, I, I dabbled between wanting to be a dancer from break dancing, nice. pop locking. Nice. <laughs> Fred, I thought, yeah, man. So he's the pop. Nice. I mean, broke my back doing what they call it a suicide flip. No hands, boop, laying on your back. Yeah, Don't ask, me, that. Don't ask me why I thought that was my best move. But <laughs> you gotta be a jelly bean, man. Oh uh, man, but, break dancing, yeah. man. Good lord. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so so uh, I don't know. I I I, yeah, I always wanted to be an athlete, but being a you know. Uh, um, but my stature never, never lended me to being an athlete. Yeah, I love yeah. sports, man. Right, I, right, I right. did play as long as I could. Right. Baseball, I played baseball, basketball, and football, man. Right. And, um, but uh, um, as far as, um, yeah, entrepreneurship, that was something I was introduced to in my 20s and wanting to be, you know, your own boss, you know, wanting yeah. to run, run your own show. Yeah. And um, so... Yeah, so I, I, you know, I found myself in the corporate world, but I, my mentality, um, my mindset uh, was always that of an entrepreneur. I, I always struggle with 
the employee mentality. Yeah. Um, I guess you might even say, um, while the military probably built me for, for the life that I was to live in the future, it was, I learned a, you know, a couple of things in the military, man. You, you know, well, I'm always like using what? the expression, go to war. Yeah. You know, go to war. Yeah. And um, when, when, when things are roughing you up, man, you know, you know, instead of crying about it, instead of talking about how bad your life is, just acknowledge, okay, I'm getting whooped up. Mm-hmm. I feel beat up. You know, like, okay, well, you feel like you're getting beat up is you probably got beat up, you know, so ball up your fist, take <laughs> right, a deep breath right, and let's right. go to war. That's it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't sit there and take it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got to find a way to get up, you know, mm. find a way to start swinging back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, as far as a, a entrepreneur, again, that, that wasn't necessarily big growing up, but one of the things that. Uh, that drew me to you and attracted me to you was mm-hmm. I saw the value in being human as humanly as possible, being the best I can be yeah. and recognizing that, you know, if, if I'm not being the best I can be, I'm definitely being short on, on, on uh, what God intended me to be. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, don't want to go off on a tangent, but I always, if I could just tell a quick story, man, I recently yeah, man, was speaking sure. This is, this, is, this is your show. This is okay. your podcast. It's all about yeah. great ass right now. So you don't even have to say that. Just give me the story, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So so I, I said, you know how when you were younger, you know, if uh, if you're at work, you know, they give you a 15-minute break. And that's around and come back 20 minutes later. They allow, you to have <laughs> bath- they allow you to have bathroom breaks. You know, but you, you seem to be going to the bathroom for an hour, right? Right, work, right, 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 right. <laughs> or, or during lunch, instead that. of coming back in 30 minutes, you come back in an hour. Hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, right. Reason why the boss and the job um, gives you such a hard time because they see that as you stealing time, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the, that's you here for us. These these minutes you're wasting. These are our minutes you're wasting. So you, you know, they see that stealing time. Yeah. So uh, and speaking to a group recently, I, I said, when you're every day you live less than you are supposed to be, right? And, and when you know that you are supposed to be greater than who you are, I just have that ache of not doing all I can. I'm supposed to be better than I am, mm-hmm. you know, and I have things to do before I leave this place. Right. Every day you ignore that itch and that ache, you're stealing, not from your job, but you're stealing from your legacy. You're, mm. you're, you're stealing from the legacy of you. Yeah, I mean, nice. everything you're supposed to be. Yes. You know, and um, stealing from your God-given talent. In effect, you know, you're stealing from the creator, you know, and um, yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I just just wanted to share that because of all things that I aspire to be, man, is, is, is trying to make sure I'm going to war and, and making an impact, you know, yeah, leaving a yeah, thumbprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, leaving a thumbprint. I already said that, um, you know, the definition of hell is when you die and you wind up going to hell and you meet the person you were supposed to become. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like that, man. I, I, I <laughs> a little more vicious, but I like that. Man, I heard that. I said, well, because now you're there and guess what? For the rest of eternity, you're going to be constantly, not only just burning, but you're looking at the person you were supposed to become. Right. 
Wow, I think that so mm. the fact that you do that and you say, you know, you 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 teach that that mindset to other people, I think it's just so important. I think why, why why do you think that people what do you think the biggest challenge is as far as um uh people being afraid to kind of tap into what it is that they are feeling on the inside. What what's what's the fear of them trying to be better? Yeah, I, I think um that fear of failure yeah. is, is probably the biggest one. Um fear of people's opinions. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be up if not one, that's number two. You yep. know, fear of failure and fear of others others think about you. Right, right, right. Um I would say those are probably the top two things. And number three, again these I would say these three are probably interchangeable. Right. Um, the word tells us that we are imperfect, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, the scriptures talk about the flesh in a figurative mm -hmm. sense. It's not talking about the skin, but it's talking yeah. about struggle. Strong, struggle. Yeah. So the, the imperfect flesh, man, is, um, I would say, is, uh, is, is part mm -hmm. of that, you know? Um, you know, the mind telling us we're not worthy. We're less than worthy, you know? And uh, whereas the creator saying, listen, man, I need you to be all you can be, mm -hmm. you know, and as, as the word says, yes. Christ, all things are possible. Yes. You know, so stop trying to, you know, fulfill your life and your role uh, with just you and you alone, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, again, just to repeat that, I would say the fear of failure, the fear of others' opinions, mm -hmm. and then the, um, from a... Um, theocratic point of view the the flesh that's yeah. constantly it's an ongoing tug of war you know ongoing yeah wow wow so let me just ask this so we you know the topic of this um the show that i've been doing for the last year is leading through a crisis um and what i wanted to ask you know right up front you know they talk about a crisis will either promote you or expose you so right we're going to a crisis and all the crises of our life. They probably, you know, I kind of came, came, it came from, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing. But I think there's, there's, when you're dealing with a crisis and leading yourself through it, and um, I think you can, it's, it's, it's not just one thing. We have s small little crises going on throughout our life. So what, what does, what does leading th through a crisis mean to you and how have you led through it? a crisis yeah leading through a crisis what does it mean um who um i i like to say you know uh being able to acknowledge where you are learn, yeah. be grateful and thankful for where you are and what you do have mm -hmm. and um and knowing that you know uh tomorrow's ahead of us you know yeah. again, again living in the moment you know they always say tomorrow's not promised but yeah you can at least take a deep breath and acknowledge where you are and be grateful for where you are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you go to bed with the hope of tomorrow, you know, you, you be able to, you know, so I think hope is probably a big key. Yes. Um, so it's, it's sad, but when, when folks don't have hope, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, you, you can see how challenges kind of creep in. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if all you got is hope, the reality is, that might be, you know, the one thing that's going to get you through it. Yeah. You know? If that's all you got, you know, like, yeah. all I got is hope. Right. Like, all right. Well, you know what? We're going to get through this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're going to get through this, you know. Um, you know, I remember doing a, a mastermind call with you and you're talking about the, uh, 
you know, one of John's books, you know, are you a coffee bean? You know, yeah. <laughs> egg, right? Are you yeah. an egg? Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm trying to think of what was the third one. Yeah, it was a coffee bean, bean egg, and, uh, and egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, it was three things, though, man. And um, so they were all exposed to boiling water. Right. Know? And the boiling water represented the crisis, the, the, the sure. turmoil, you know, the, the craziness that, that right. we may be going through. You know, you put right. the egg in there, you know, the egg went from, you know, soft yolk to harden, you know, and... Um, but the coffee bean, when the coffee bean was exposed to the boiling water, coffee yeah. bean actually changed, not only changed the color, changed the mm -hmm. taste, taste. And actually brought value. <laughs> yes. It came out with what came out more valuable. And um, mm -hmm. so so I, you know, I went back and shared that in a couple of different forums. You know, we're all exposed to turmoil. We're all exposed mm -hmm. to sickness, we're all exposed to death. You know, we're yep. all exposed to, you know, employment issues or, or, or should I say income issues? Yeah. Um, but how do you respond? Do you get hardened? Do you crumble? Mm. You know, or do you adapt, you know, change the flavor, change the color and, and come out more valuable than ever? Right, you know? right. And, That's um, system. So I, I made a commitment to myself. Uh, again, this is why I'm thankful for yourself, because I've always thought like that. I didn't know how to word that. Right, right. <laughs> um, right. You yeah, know, yeah. So are you the egg or are you the coffee bean? That's you know? it, man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so in that sense, again, I you you don't even know, like beyond words, whether you know, um if if uh you know, let, let's put it this way. I always talk about every day you live writing your obituary, right? Mm. The way you live today, write your obituary. Yeah, the way you work today, write your annual eval. Right. Yeah. You know, don't 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 get mad because you had a bad eval. Well, that's probably because right. you, <laughs> you, you had a bad year. Yeah, yeah. Always stealing time. You always <laughs> you taking know? that time. You in the bathroom. You mad because the eval, you taking a dump on my time. Yeah. You was right? done 10 minutes. <laughs> so so at the end of the day, man, um, you know, uh I always say the life you live today, you're writing your own obituary, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, so I picture if if I were to speak at Fred Fitzgerald's funeral, what mm. would I say? What would mm. I say? Yeah, I always think about so this, that. This brother came in my life at a time he had no idea what I was going through, Thank but all you. he wanted to do was share with what he had, share right. what he knew, you know, and um, and his sharing is what blessed me, you know. Amen. And um, Amen. so, so, so my thing is, um is going through some stuff man you know recognizing that um it's it's, it's an ongoing challenge you yeah. know um but 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 that whole obituary thing um whether it's my kids whether it's a co-worker whether it's my wife yeah you know even if they buy all you know had the audacity to let my ex-wife speak right? yeah yeah right 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 <laughs> right what, what was she Fred, said Fred, <laughs> anybody else <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, hold on, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who made That's up cool. the list of Mike? You know, <laughs> coming to the mic. <laughs> so um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you know, so so my thing is, it's it's a powerful thing to to have people of influence say great things about you. Yes. But what if you know? 
what do folks who are recognized as, for lack of better words, nobody say about mm, you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I know everybody's going to have their opinion, but I'm yep, saying yep, yep. You know, that, that one lady, that one guy mm-hmm. that said, you know what? He don't know. He touched my life. Wow. Because of him, I went back to school. You know, yeah. because of him, you know, I bought a house or because of him, I can retire because of mm-hmm. him. You know, my kids, you know, did X, Y and Z. You know? yeah. um, wow. So, uh, yeah, and to me, yeah. that and to me, man, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so well, anybody, it's, yeah. more in the last. I guess I turned 50 in November and it's like that's kind of the kind of the things I've been thinking about. You know, I think about it prior and you hear it in trainings or you hear it in, you know, different situations, you know, yeah. at the end of my life, you know, there's a, there's a, a born date, there's an end date when you die. And then there's that dash in the middle. So what, 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 what are yes. you working on? that's going to be written in the dash. Right. And so is it going to be that this yes. guy shot for yes. making a millions of dollars and he bought all these cars and houses and things of that nature and blah, 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 blah. Or is it, the lives that he's changed or he took time out to be able to. And this one guy was in the hospital. I remember I was working, I was in IT work at his hospital and I saw a janitor and I've always, I always, I, this, 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 this before Barack Obama started doing it. I was always talking to the janitors. I was always talking to the people who nobody, especially corporate America. They, they walk past the cleaners. They, they walk past, the people that's you know doing construction Man. outside, they walk past them and don't say nothing to them like they're beneath them. And I would always recognize that part of the challenge. And um, I would always, you know, a- a- acknowledge them and say, how you doing? And here's what I really do. I even do that with the maintenance man in my own complex here. They'll come. I can see him working on somebody else's house. It ain't even my house, not even in my apartment. Yeah. And I said, man, I appreciate you yeah. for what you do. Yeah. What? Who are you again? <laughs> now nah, I'm just saying I appreciate what you do. You probably don't hear that. Do you said I don't hear that at all. I haven't heard that in five years. Just those little moments, man, can make that. He might he might have been he, he might be ready to quit that day. Yeah, because we people do more for recognition than do for money. Yeah. If you say you see you see me, you actually you're saying you see me. And there was a janitor at the hospital. In the data center set, uh, operations side, and I, he was talking. I said, so um, how long you been working here? He said, man, I just come in and do my job. I said, well, I appreciate you, man. He said, oh, I ain't doing nothing. I said, no, let me tell you something. This is, a ho- this is, this is the number two hospital in, in the world. Okay, okay. Number two. I said, but you are the most important person in this hospital. He said, what do you mean? I said, because if you don't do your job, the place is dirty. If the place is dirty, the place gets shut down. If it gets shut down, then the doctors don't work. I said, so you actually are the most important person here. And man, you should see his face just light up, man. That's powerful. And and I mean, it's it's perspective. Like, that's the truth. Like, if you, 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 you're not going to go to a dirty hospital, are you? How do you okay. feel when you walk into a hospital and you see them them floors be like no, no. exquisite? Man, you can I can I can eat off the floor. Your mind sure. your mindset, yeah, man. Saying, man, this hospital, right. okay, this is this hospital is clean. You know, I can I, I can I can bring my body in here and be opened up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's all about perspective. Right. So I'm glad you Kelly brought that up. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Talk to you about fatherhood, man. How has fatherhood changed your life, man? Yeah, man. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I you know, um, I uh, became a father at a very, very young age. And a lot of people don't know it. Some people do. But um, when I met my ex-wife, she had two kids. So I okay. walked into the door. Yeah. With two kids. Right, right, right. You know, and um, we, quickly we had three together. We had three together. And um, so next thing you know, you look up and I'm claiming five kids, man. Right? Wow. And um, so I often, as and to be to be humble about it, I often say most days I was making it up as I went along. Yeah, you man. Know, There's not, no one because I was on that. haphazard, not because I was neglectful. You know, it's, uh, it was because most days you honestly felt inadequate. Sure. You're like, sure. you know what? I, I love I love children. I love family. Um, and I have the responsibility of taking these kids and helping these kids to want to be somebody or go up to be somebody. And um, many nights I laid my head down, man, like <laughs> feeling inadequate. I don't know how I'm doing it. You know, mm, wow. and the analogy in a spiritual sense, the analogy I used to give um, would be that of um, getting Novocaine, you know, uh, when they clean your the inside the, the bottom of your, your yeah. boots, right? Yeah. The scaling thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I'm about um, to go get that done. As a matter of fact, uh, right. next week. <laughs> and that thing, Fred, I'm I'm not gonna scare you, man. But that thing is so painful. They usually only do a quarter at a time. That's what they told right? me. That's exactly what right? they told me. Yep, yep, so, yep. So the thing is, but they do give you lots of Novocaine. Thank lots of Novocaine. Got right? you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> so. So in a spiritual sense, man, I, when I look back, I used to say, I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we got through it. I don't mm. know how we survived, mm. right? And um, it, it was a challenge, you mm. know, five kids at a young age, married at a young age, you know, every day was a battle. But I often say that uh, the, the spirit, the Holy Spirit was almost like a, was almost like Novocaine mm. because, because by myself, if I try to do this by myself, you know, the pain will be totally unbearable. I'm like, y'all got to stop right. now. Right. <laughs> you know, but because right. of the Novocaine, you sit through this procedure. Yeah. Almost an hour. Mm. You know, you feel the you feel the tugging. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm not saying you don't feel the, yeah. the blows. I'm not saying you don't feel the blows. You yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to feel but it. You get through it. Yep. Yep. You get through it. Right. You know, and um, but hopefully and ultimately, if everything is done the way it should be, hopefully you get through this bigger, stronger, you know, in this case, better dental hygiene. You know, That's your, right. yep. saved, your yep. teeth are saved, you know. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, when it comes to fatherhood, man, I, yeah, I was probably my own worst critic, man. Mm. Um, if you ask any of my especially my girls, if you yep. ask my kids. They would tell you I was super, super strict, super strict. Mm. And the main reason behind that, man, was I didn't want my kids to be young parents. No you know, doubt. I didn't want my I'm talking teenage parents. Let's you didn't that. want them to repeat what you, know, you did, and, is what um, you're saying. Right, right. Okay, right. I got yeah. it. Okay. So I didn't want to, got yeah, it. yeah, you know, and um that was a big thing. Yep. You know, I didn't want them to repeat my mistakes. Yep. So um they would tell you I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they would tell you I, was I got unbearable. that too, man. I got five. I was unbearable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
But the thing is, it genuinely came from love, man. Yeah. Because um, I would say in a weird way, I love these kids more than I love myself, man. Amen. You know, and wow. there were times where I would go without. Amen. So my kids could Talk, have. You preach it to the choir, brother. Yeah. I, I, I got yeah. you. I got you, know? you. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, even even when the iPhone came out, man, you know, uh, um, it was years before I got a new iPhone. Mm. Hey, I'm down at the Sprint store one day, Fred. They're like, oh, yeah, you were due for an upgrade this year. You were due for an upgrade that year. And I'm like, well, why didn't I ever get it? They're like, oh, because this phone line, 55512, is that one got it. Like 3318, that one got it. I'm like, mm. my kids were getting upgraded, Fred. <laughs> And you still had the Omni point with the antenna. <laughs> I'm saying, man. So when I say I was going without, Woo! These with, these yeah, getting new phones, man. Yeah, right on time. Oh my you know? god! And meanwhile, I had the old flip phone. You know, flip phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I feel like the fake is because the thing is with this dental thing, I'm about to go take care of them. Thank you for helping me out because I'm I wanted I, I just got my, my first shot. My wife just got hers. So I wanted to wait yeah. till I got after my second shot. Yeah. I, I, I was supposed to go um, maybe last year. Okay. My, but my but but my my other two daughters, you know, that 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 are still on my insurance, uh, along with their mom co-parenting, it's like they had it. She, she needed braces. So. Her braces was eight grand, so I, I got to wait. So I got to wait. My doctor's like, you got to come get this four-quadrant thing done, man. I said, all right. So I just recently went. I paid off my, you know, we paid off my our, our daughter's bracelets. But I, I know about that sacrifice. I don't even, you know, we sacrifice ourselves and make sure that they're good. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. So Amen. I feel you right there, man. I yeah, definitely man. feel you right there. But it's all, it's, like you said, it's, it's all in love, man. Right, right, right. So the, so the thing is, so now that my kids are older, you know, um, I often say I'm blessed, man. You know, all, all my kids are healthy. All my kids are alive. You, um, and today, today, it's important for me to, um, and I, I, I probably don't tell, don't tell them this enough, but that I, I, you know, get to see my grandchildren grow up, that I yep. get to keep in touch with my children. Because, you know, something I often talk about, again, how, what type of father I was. Mm-hmm. My dad was absent. My dad mm. was absent. Got you it. know, and um, so that's why my mom was my influence. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. You know? And um, so, uh, so as as big of a burden as it was, man, you know, I always tell people, you know, um, all of my kids were by, you know, my my ex wife. You know, I never had to pay a dime in child support because yep. I raised all them dokers, You know, school, <laughs> that's right. You know? Um, right. But uh, that wasn't popular growing yeah. up. Yeah. No. You know? No. And, absolutely. Um, so, so I always wanted to be odd, the odd man, you know, on purpose, deliberately. I wanted to be different. Yes. Know, deliberately, you know. I, I love being the chain, eyeball, buddy. You know. <laughs> I love it. Um, man. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, man, I was trying to break the chains of sure. you know, absentee father. You yeah. Know? And um, so I hope and pray my kids, you know, can appreciate that today. Yeah. You know, yep. Certainly my grandkids. Yep. Um, because I didn't have that luxury. I didn't know my grandfather, you know, wow. especially on my dad's side, you know. Right. I didn't right, really know right. my dad. Right. You know, and may he rest in peace. My dad just passed away. Oh wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember. And, um, Sorry to hear that. That's yeah, right. but we weren't close, man. Mm. You know, so um, so now that I'm I say on the next phase of my life, I think it's important to make sure I'm I'm 
building connections with my children and my grandchildren. Yep. Will it be 100% perfect? No, because we're imperfect people living in an imperfect world. That's right. But um, yeah, this this next phase is just the, if nothing else, let them know how much I appreciate them, you know, influencing my life. And, yep. and uh, Absolutely. And how much I love them. Yeah, yeah man. man. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, I can tell you as a great father, you know, great game recognized game. And so I, right. I, you know, we can only hope that we do the best that we can, you know, in my situation where I was married before and, you know, and then, you know, uh, you know, divorce and I've right. always, and I sacrificed me being in a relationship up to the point where I married my wife at 10 right. years. I said, right. I'm not focused, but that's that sacrifice. You know, that's that sacrifice. I was willing to, you know, I didn't have a car, so I went and bought a bike to make sure I picked them up and had my daughters on, you know, on a daycare. I didn't, you know what I mean? So things of that nature. And I was, so there's places, sometimes I had a place, sometimes I, I slept on my, my brother's couch, sometimes I, I slept in my office, like there's a lot of things, slept in my car, like a lot of sacrifices that, that, that we do for our kids, right. because even though I, even though I, what, I, I, I decided to leave the house, I never left their life, and my wife right. always Amen. reminds me of that, because you, 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 sometimes I would try to overcompensate. But what yes. happens is when you try to overcompensate and you're showing up in the house a lot, everybody, everybody else, you know, my ex-wife can't move on in her life because and I'm I'm there, you know, trying to compensate what I'm that we we were not together. So it was like it was interesting um, to to that you just said that because we do what we got to do for our kids just to create some sense of normalcy in, in, in the midst of dysfunctionality. Right. And so just, just trying to be able to do that. And I just, I, I, so I applaud you, man, because I know that struggle of trying to make sure that you do what you got to do. And, and, and it, 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 it's different. You know, I've always been told, man, you are different. I mean, I wouldn't do all that. Yeah. Right, <laughs> Ain't right. nobody going to be doing all that, but that's my baby. That's my kids. I'll, I'll go, I'll go to, 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 to the, the death for them, you know what I'm saying? And do what I need to do. And I thank God I'm proud of my kids as well. So I can appreciate what you're saying. I know your kids are going to love hearing this, love hearing that, that, that your daddy love y'all. And even though he did call y'all jokers, he still love y'all jokers. <laughs> <laughs> but he love, it's all in love, man. So to talk about, you are a, as far as a career perspective, um, you to me in the last, the years that I've known you, you are a financial investment wizard. I, I just, I just okay. believe you are a wizard. You teach this stuff. And I'm just right. learning, you know, the whole stocks and stuff. But without giving any stock advice or anything, how did you get involved with that? And, and where, where did that passion come from about investments and 401ks? And, 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 and what drives you to want to continue to do that for people? Yeah. Um, well, I, I got introduced to the, the company I'm with. I got introduced to my uh, from my sister. Okay. So, so um, the only thing I ever knew about was 401k. Yeah. I had a yep. 401k. You know, as 22 year old. Yep. Uh, the only thing I ever knew about was I had somebody approach me as a kid, as a young man, because um, I had at the time four kids about okay. life insurance. So I knew about life insurance. And I knew about a 401k. Okay. And um. But as as I got older, uh, at this point, let's say in my thirties, because really I, I I wasn't taught this stuff young, Fred. I no, I, I we weren't, school, man. College, high school, <laughs> truth, you know. Uh, so now now I'm in my late thirties, approaching forties, mm-hmm. and I'm introduced to the financial services world, mm. and I'm like, man, this is crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so on one side of the fence. My argument is, 
you know, you know, minorities aren't taught this stuff. Come on. Right? And Come then on the big scheme of things, the more I learn, I'm like, wait a minute. People aren't taught this stuff. Right. You know, Latino, you know, Caucasian. Right. So. so but Isn't that when I when I when I started to study the demographics, though. Yep. Right. Because I realized the majority of people don't know this stuff. Mm. But when I started to study the demographics, I realized, OK, there is some truth to this. Minorities really don't know much about insurance, investing, yes. right? Um, managing debt, yes. you know, and, and not for nothing. So many of our brothers, man, who are hustlers, who who could be, would be, who should could be, entrepreneurs, be. <laughs> entrepreneurs. Yes, them jokers yes. are becoming street pharmacists, selling some yeah, of yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, be and um, this thing, and and then and then get, end up getting locked up, you know, and, and right that name and right and follows them forever, you know, with the felony. Um, so, so my thing is my, my passion is this man, because again, right now I teach from the East coast to the West coast, mm. from Canada down to Puerto Rico, down, you know, nice. even to Hawaii. Nice. You know? man. And, um, so my thing is, you know, again, I, I just, I taught Saturday and Sunday and, uh, one of the ladies had coffee and somebody said something about, I love your energy. I said, mm. listen, all I had was water and breakfast. They <laughs> <laughs> said, all I had was water and breakfast. This Say no, this it's I mean look like I have ADD. This ain't no coffee, friend. This is straight, <laughs> this is straight up. Right, right, talking right, about money. Right. <laughs> talk about money, let's go. That's right. We're talking about money, baby. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm passionate about talking about investing, passionate talking about money. Um, while I don't do taxes, I, I love the fact that I can give you a tax tip to mm. help you save sure. on taxes. Sure. You know, so I, I like to say I give tax tips, not tax advice. No, I can no, get no. in trouble for yeah, 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 no doubt. I I get tax <laughs> disclaimer, tax. disclaimer. Listen, <laughs> listen, well, this is what I, if you're looking to save money, you know, and because again, everybody loves write-offs, everybody loves deductions. Yeah. I'm like, well, have you ever looked into a SEP IRA? Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Have you ever looked into a traditional IRA? I know you got a 401k at work. But right. You can't write that off. Right. If you're looking for a deduction, have you ever thought about a traditional IRA? No. What, what is a traditional mm. IRA? Right. You know, and um, so I give tax tips. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And um, but uh, but as far as the, the financial game, Fred, I, I it's crazy, man, because I turned I too turned 50 in 2020. All so, right, all right. So whether I live to whether I live to 70, whether I live to 80, right? And I'm living like I'm gonna die tomorrow. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My thing is this. One of the things that drives my excitement is the, the thought of everything I know and I teach. So mm. I'm like, this can't die with me. No. Somebody's got to know right. about tax saving. Somebody's got to know about investing. Somebody's got to know about, you know, um, yeah, you work hard three or four jobs. How can you make your dollar work just as hard, if not harder? That's mm. the challenge. You know, I know so many people that have three or four jobs. When they go to do their taxes, they got, you know, uh, three, three or four, you know, um, what do you call them, bad boys? W-2s. W-2s. Yeah. You know, and that's that's noble that you got three or four W-2s. But the crazy part about that is your body can only take so much and your body's only going to go so long. That's right. So at this point, why not teach your dollar how to work? Why not learn how your dollar works? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the difference is. I light yeah. up and I get passionate about that because because physically I know my days are numbered. Physically. Yep, yep. You know, um, and whether I make it to seventy or whether I make it to eighty, mm-hmm. God forbid if I you know if I, if I pass tomorrow, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I know my days are numbered. Yep. So 
understanding the power of making your dollar work. I'm excited about my future, yeah. man. I'm excited That's about great. the future of those that come in contact with me because I know regardless of the age they're at, um, they will be blessed yeah. from connecting with me. Yeah. You know, and, and my signature on my email and my signature on my work email, right? Um, right. I don't know if you've, if, if you've ever seen, um, uh, uh, paid attention to my signature, right? On my, my, um, on my emails. Okay. You know, um, but my email signature is a quote from you. Oh, right? yeah. I did right? see that as a matter of fact. I did that? see that. <laughs> That's right, man. Thank you, you bro. Know, and um, Potter, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, my goal, man, is to make sure you be different. That's it. By the time <laughs> you leave me, man. And you were exactly. before you met me. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right, man. That's it. That's it.